Jeff, episode four. Episode four. We are still here. You guys still uh, allow us to do this. is pretty spectacular, and right? It's mind. awesome. It's awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, man. All the love we've been getting is great, man. Yeah. Definitely, dude. How's your week been? Week's been good, man. Yeah. Any good movies? Any anything going on? Since we aren't since you aren't gigging right yeah, now, it's like I'm just looking for outlets. I've been, you know, I've been producing a lot of like weird beats and stuff. I like that. But not in any like sort of genre field. Uh, I just been trying to just make feel good music. That, I like it. That just like flows. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's a good outlet because I'm not trying to create something that I'm not really enjoying. Some people produce records. They're like, Ugh. understood. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. But as far as like just doing that and just, uh, I spent a lot of time actually um, organizing my MP3 files, Ooh. which is never too fun. Yeah, I can imagine. And it just drags. And, and working at home is different because instead of working a nine-hour day, we're like 14, 15. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little different, you know. And I've been catching up on Netflix and stuff and watch the Grammys and, and just oh, trying yeah. to do shit like that. What, well, how was your week, man? It's good. It's good. It's solid. What would you catch up on Netflix? You see that, that Tom and Jerry one? No, that was on HBO. Oh, HBO? Max. Oh, yeah. that's what okay. It was so dope, dude. Yeah. Like. It was like... I heard the soundtrack's where it's at. Yeah, the soundtrack's amazing. First of all, it's like Tribe Called Quest records, all 90s hip-hop records. It awesome. was so so weird to see in like a kid's movie format, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's, it's bananas, and it's dope. It was good, man. It was like Roger Rabbit. It was like live action and like it was okay, yeah, yeah. I won't lie, man. I'm 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 an old-ass kid. I'm, I have Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. No. As long as my bills are on auto pay, I'm yeah. good. You're good? All right. That's good. Before auto pay, it was a little issue. It's tough. It's tough being a kid when you don't, you have to remember to like pay your bills all the time. Yeah. So pay your bills, people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with the question of the week. Yeah. What's the question I, of the week, man? This one's pretty good. Um, and we appreciate you guys on our IG sending in questions of the week. And yeah, we've got um, many of them, but we're going to do one a week. Um, I think this one's a really important. And it has to do with the battle between promoters and DJs. Mm. And this question is, what's more important? Okay, I, I'm going to let you go first, hear right. you out, and then I'm going to maybe take devil's advocate, maybe agree with you. We'll, we'll see how it goes. What's yeah, more let's important? See, let's All see right. how it goes. If it's a battle between promoters and DJs, what's more important? Okay, getting your rate, getting your DJ fee that you want, that you think you're worth. Yeah. Or building slash maintaining relationships with the promoter club? Damn, that's a good question. Great question. Because there's so many elements that go so into play. Many. Yeah. 
so for instance, if I really want to play your room and I feel like it could really be a a, a big boost in my career, I'll definitely, you know, I'm not going to like undercut other DJs because that's not what I've ever done and, and I don't ever support DJs undercutting each other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with that being said, if it's something that I would take a lower rate for a, a better opportunity. Now, if it's just a room that I'm not familiar with and it's just to get your paying full rate. That's why most of the time when you call booking agencies, they're like, well, you know, what's your budget? Right. Because, you know, depending on the event. And then you have private events that you just, you know, corporate money is a lot. It's where it's at. Right, right. So as far as it's always about building relationships. It's You got to have a give and take, man. It's hard to take a gig at a lower rate and then be like rocket and then be like, well, I want my full rate now. It's just a fine line, man. Cause that's very fine way. line. You, yeah. you get your foot in the door. All right, listen, the first time I'll do it for like 1500, but after that you got to pay my full whack with 25 right. or three grand, whatever right. anybody wants. And the promoters will be like, I paid you 15 last time. Let's just do it again. Exactly. And it's hard to say no. But but again, if it was a dope gig where you had a really great time and you feel that it could turn into multiple for the year, mm-hmm. if you do that, I would take a lower rate. All right, let me start this over. I would take a lower yeah. rate if I knew it was going to have longevity. I like that. So you're saying you'd rather you get a, th- for a year. You get a thousand dollars fifty weeks a year. Yeah. Better than getting your five thousand for twenty five, you know, for you know, five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if you want to, if you want a better rate for me, give me more dates. Yeah, I got if it. It's a yeah. one off right. date. You're paying full whack. Got it. But then we build a relationship from there. If we have a great time and you want to bring me back, but you know we felt like my price was a little high. No, we'll work some out. That's when the relationship relationships are super important in this business. A hundred percent. I never walk in with a chip on my shoulder. I want to be friends with everybody that I could possibly be friends with in this business. There's some people that you don't want to be friends. I don't force friendships though. I mean, people that don't know, I met you 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met that night. I knew of you. Mm-hmm. We met that night, but 10 years later, or I shouldn't say that, about seven years later, we re- kind of reconnected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you do. You still go on those relationships. And that, I mean, that's, I'm sure, that's how I've gotten, you know, different athletes and celebrities. They, you know, if they come into town, they're going to tell their friends or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. And it's about, oh, you're going know. to Boston? Yeah, yeah, hit up Jeff London. He'll take care of you. And that's how you, yeah. that's how it works. But, you know. That's I think I would. That's a really great question, though. I have to say that, man. It's it's this game's about relationships, but don't fake a relationship, right? Because I know a lot of people that do that in this business, and you can see that right through that person. Like this dude is being fake. He's mm-hmm. fugazi. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I want to be as real as I possibly can because he, the real relationship people will appreciate that way more. And I think you get more more things out of the relationship that you know. Being reliable and in you know being a good DJ and things like that. Once you maintain that relationship, gets you really far. Of course, you know somebody cancels. Who do I call up? You want to be the first person that people that think, think of. of. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's like, yeah, you're exactly right, man. And it's just you build these relationships. You know, you have a good relationship with this guy that's at this club. Next thing you know, he's leaving that club to start this other club. You've just 
the the relationship will go with it wherever it goes. Right. Next thing you know, you're working for this guy in Tampa. Now he's running live in Miami. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you never thought you would get in live, but now you are because you had this relationship with this gentleman prior or woman prior to. Right. You know what I mean? I was gonna play devil's advocate, but oh, I, I, I but I'm agreeing with you though. But I'm agreeing with you on a couple different things. There is very circumstantial. The one thing, though, I think that you pointed out as well is undercutting. Never want to do that. And as a a DJ coming up, um, you never want to, you know, lower the price just to get the gig. Um, There are different ways going around it than doing it opening for somebody or, you know, um, you know, closing out somebody's set or something like that. But you don't want to undercut it so that now one person doesn't have a job just because you did it for $100 cheaper or whatever the the case may be. Well, it happens a lot, though. It does happen a lot because people want to see gigs. But the most important thing that we can stress as a promoter, as a DJ, is the relationship. And And that's what it is. It's reaching out. I mean, um, over the, you know, so many years, um, you know, hundreds of DJs and some of them I keep in contact with all the time because you just, you know, you just never know. Maybe they could be the DJ of, you know, the next biggest star. They just get a radio gig, you know, they're doing a radio tour. Boston's the next stop. You want your name. Attached to that. Yes. You want your name to be the first tattoo. First text that they send out when they think of Boston. You want to be the first text, you know, if you were in New York, you know, New York. You think about this way. Like, you and I said we met seven years ago, right? We Mm -hmm. built this relationship. You're booking me, even though that's not the way it happened. Mm -hmm. We built this relationship for seven years. Look at how many different venues you worked at in seven years. Absolutely. That would take me from working with you from one specific venue. Now I've traveled with you to these Clubs last right. for one or two years. Yeah, Relationships yeah. like seven years 100%. last way longer. Obviously, so. yeah. I mean, I, I think in those seven years, I could name seven clubs off the top of my head. You know, of course, yeah, yeah absolutely. And you don't get stuck at one place, not at all. Um, so that, that was a great question. It was I, great, yeah. yeah. So keep those questions coming Please. in, uh, everything. So great question of the week. Um, and to send more questions, just go to at I'm the promoter. He's the DJ on our Instagram. Yeah, hit us uh, up. Hit us up. Um, you can email us at, at uh, on the promoter. He's the DJ Gmail. Um, question of the week. We have a bunch uh, more to go through. We're gonna do one a week. Um, some great questions and um, they're fun too. They're it's fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's serious. Yeah, man. So let's get into this. I think it's. I'm ready for a little story time. Woo! Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. <laughs> Uncle Jeff, what's the story this week? We've got a story. Oh, I bet we do. Let's go. We've got a story. All right. This week's story is about a New York rapper who's been around for decades. Okay, so is he from the golden era of hip-hop, you would say? He's on the cusp. 2000s. Oh, I know what this story is about already. I don't, but I have a guess already. Okay. So, this guy had a night at the club. Not one story, not two stories, 
It's going to be like three stories for this guy in one night. In one night? In one night. And you were taking care of them like the entire night too? It felt like this clock just going <laughs> over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it didn't stop. So here's the story. And that's so hard for me to believe because we're actually in Boston where everything ends at 2. So it was a long. It had to be like a long It was the longest the three hours. Story. It was the longest three hours of my life. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go, man. All right. Tour bus pulls up. All right. I'm outside doing the VIP. Kind of got a heads up that he was coming. Big deal, big deal. Gets off the tour bus. Him and his sidekick. His sidekick is also raps. Hype man. Comes to the door in shorts. <laughs> the owner... Just happens to be out there and says, no, you can't come in the shorts. So I run over to the owner. I'm like, you don't understand who this is. We got to let him in. We got to make an exception. In the meantime, he looks at the door guy and says, and like the third person or whatever, you're not going to let bleep in. He says his, his own name. name. Okay. Am I on some TMZ shit? <laughs> he thought we were like pranking him or something. So the owner comes up, realize after I talked to him, realize who it is. He said, "You know what? I'll go. My bus is right there. I'll go put on some pants for you." And the owner says to him, "If you put on pants and come back in, first bottle's on me." Perfect. Well, he's like, well, "I wasn't planning on paying anyways, but thank you." <laughs> <laughs> we walk in there. Sit down. We, he, I tell the waitress, first bottles on the owner, everything like that. Finally settled in, a little commotion outside, but we're good right now. See the bottle parade come. <laughs> the first bottle that he ordered on the owner oh, was the God. most expensive <laughs> champagne that we carry. <laughs> was it I think it was out? like it, back in the day. I think it was like PJ Rose, like a Magnum, like oh, a big bottle. Magnum, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, all right, yeah. buddy, you're gonna buy me my first <laughs> right, bottle. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. So I'm like, oh man, gonna deal with the owner after this. He he doesn't know yet. Oh, shit. sitting down, having a great time. You know, he's he's pretty personable. He's uh, you know, he's got some big pieces on him. He's got like huge uh, chain on him. Um. A ring, a diamond ring, um, that one diamond, that I've, yellow diamond, that I've, it was enormous. It was huge. Sitting down, enjoying his enormous bottle of champagne with some friends and everything, and I'm hanging by the table. I see the table across from him throw up, like, kind of like a gang sign or something. And oh, I'm like, shit. oh, man. I'm like, I know this guy. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Might, he, he might he, be he, he wears a lot of red, you yeah, know. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rapper throws up a gang sign. And oh, I'm like, oh, my go. God, here we go. They start, it's like they're 15 feet away from each other. But there's a crowd like, in between them. Do it again, do it again. They start walking towards each other. And I'm like, there's no way I can get a bouncer by now. And I, <laughs> I'm a big boy, but, yeah, 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 yeah. this is going to be a rumble. Nah, I'm good. So I'm, I'm like, oh. This is getting bad. Closer, closer. They get in, doing all this stuff. Within, they get within like an arm's length distance between each other, uh, and then boom, they hug. Well, that's a good thing. <gasps> Woo! So relieved. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, do you guys know each other? And they're like, yeah. He's like, 
when I went to Miami a couple months ago, this rapper went to Miami a couple months ago. We linked up at the at the club. I forget what club it was. And somebody started with the rapper, like some beef or something happened and they got in an argument or got a pushing match, fight, whatever the case may be. The guy that was at the club, who's from Boston, actually stopped the fight or did something to protect uh, the the rapper. So he was so he was like, I can't believe I saw you again. Blah blah blah. Kind of old in one. So I was like, Phew, we got over that. We yeah, got over yeah. that one. Yeah. All right. So then that guy comes over and is enjoying the enormous bottle of champagne with the with Smart the artist guy. as well. So that's well, yeah. now he's not spending more money. Yeah. So then the, the end of the night, we get in there. And once again, Red Sox players are at the club. These are different Red Sox players. Not the one from the previous story. Not the one from the previous story. These yeah. guys are from Texas. Um, they definitely listen to country music. They definitely wear cowboy boots to the club. Sick. Um, but they knew who this, this rapper was. They knew the artist was. Yeah. Okay. They had their... Once again, they had their World Series rings on. This is a ring store. We're always doing ring rings. stores. Yeah. They had the World Series ring on. So the two pit, oh, there were pitchers as well from Texas. <laughs> I can give it away now. Um, they asked, I introduced them um, to the rapper. and They asked you to personally. Yeah, yeah. So I brought them over. I said, you know, this is so-and-so from the Red Sox. Um, and they were like, you know, can we take a picture? He's oh, like, my God. He's like, yeah. He's like, but we got to trade rings. That's kind of fire. So he took off his enormous yellow diamond pinky ring put it on one of the pitcher's hands and he put on the red Sox world championship ring yeah. they took the picture and they said you know what's up to each other and he gave him back the ring and he said you know what you did for this world series ring he's like that's blood sweat and tears to get that ring i know who you're talking about now he said you know what i did to get this ring and they were like no he's like I smoked a blunt, ate some munchy cereal, and wrote a rhyme. <laughs> and that's my story. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, dude. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell you. <laughs> now, I really think I... I can't wait till this inter- until we're done with this podcast today because I think I definitely know what you're talking about. I might not tell you, Jason. He, sometimes he doesn't tell me people, so I have to. Like, you have to keep guessing. I have to keep buying him Burger King before we. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, man. Well, listen. If you don't know what that means by now then he must be new to the podcast, which is awesome. But that stands for Positive News Time. Let's it's go with positive, positive news. news Time for this week. We always end it on the positive news. I love it. All right, this week's positive news. We're going to go with something that has some negative connotation to it, but we're turning into positive, and this is all positive stuff. We're going positive news from the Grammys, which is a big deal. Big deal. Let's go over some of the stuff, and then we can we can elaborate on it. You know, on some of the stories. Yeah, yeah. So, I think we got to give it up to somebody that we talked about uh, in the podcast before. We got to give up to Nas, his first Grammy. That's crazy. It's amazing, too. It's amazing to think about that. Because it's probably definitely not his best piece of work. 
not saying not knocking it, right? But Illmatic was one of the greatest hip hop right. albums yeah. ever created, and it has never gotten any. Yeah. And it's tough war, because it, yeah, because it just goes over that one year. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, shout out Nas, yeah. man! Congratulations, it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 great. Um, Beyonce has now earned. Four more. She earned, she got four more awards, total of twenty eight awards. Damn. She now holds the record for most Grammys by a female artist. I think tied also for the most Grammys by a person alive. Her daughter Blue Ivy got one as well. I don't for probably being on. Oh, one she of was her like songs. a guest, right? Yeah, or in the video or so something who, like that. Yeah. Who has who has the record? It's a it's an older person. He he has thirty two. Um, it was a producer. So I think. Uh, Beyonce has one for the first um, an artist for an so, artist. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Um, we got to give it up to Toots uh, winning a Grammy. He passed away earlier this year. One of my favorite artists from Toots oh, and the Maytals. So dope. He won for best reggae record. Um, that's amazing too. Yeah, I think it's his second Grammy. Um, obviously, one of the uh, best artists I've ever seen perform. Oh, by, he by was unbelievable. Oh. I've seen him perform a, a lot. Um, and he's unbelievable. Uh, he actually put the album out. We released it two two weeks before he passed away, which is kind of crazy. Crazy. Um, so big shout to Toots. The other thing um, that I thought was cool this year um, was the segments of uh, the because it was always um, they did some segments that were pre taped. So they did some speeches instead of having artists do speeches. Yeah, they had GMs and um, workers from. Clubs and theaters that have been shut down, music uh, clubs and theaters that have been shut down for the past year, announced the winners. So they did from like Apollo and the famous one in Nashville. I thought it was like super cool. Yeah, it was, I saw that too, and it was amazing. And it needed something. It it, was, it needed to be done. 100%. These voices needed to be heard. These are places that we enjoy so much that so much creativity comes out of, and we need those places. And I feel like through this whole COVID situation, theaters – and artists were are the last people on the list of, of any, you know, looking after, like, you know, uh, support. Yeah, so absolutely. it's been tough for a lot of these venues, and, and, and a lot of them aren't going to be back, and that's the scary part about this whole thing. Yeah, I thought uh, the performances were good. Um, Harry Styles didn't sing his ass off. Dude, that kid is talented, man. <laughs> um, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and yeah, Anderson. Yeah, that was Pac. pretty cool. Yeah, um, you can never say like I like Anderson Bruno. Pac is like yeah. so he's playing like, drums. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. I I watched his Tiny Desk. He's a talented little dude, man. Yeah. I, I I really like Anderson Park, man. He's dope. Yeah, he's dope. No, Soulful and like real. My only issue with the Grammys was a few things. We're doing positive though. Oh. We can tell you negative, and then I can make it a positive though. Go oh. ahead. Megan Thee Stallion, I saw her on Saturday Night Live. Like, yeah. She is not a good performer for some reason. Yeah. And so, but no, it was dope. I don't understand why she had a lip sync for. Her. And I, th- it, I think because when rap, this is my theory, is when artists like that that are not Beyonce caliber are dancing and, and rapping, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get out of breath. That's very true. Okay. But still, I mean, it I takes away from it. I mean, so, it takes yeah. so much away from it. it no, I agree on that. And you're performing not in front of an audience. You're performing in front of your peers, right, too. Right. So that must be like, uh, Yeah. No, it's hard, yeah. 
Cardi B's was dope when it, the first scene opened up and she was like behind that in front of the LED screen. It yeah, looked yeah. like she was just floating. Floating, almost. yeah, that was that cool. Was yeah. Dope. yeah, what they can do with the the LEDs it's and all crazy that stuff nowadays because yeah, yeah. it's so the technology is so yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it looks from like, like she was back floating. in the day. Yeah. yeah, it looked awesome. But then again, she was lip syncing too. Yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it and they did it in front of the peers. There was no, you know. It was just a small oh, audience. Of, yeah, 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 it was pretty cool. I really appreciate the Grammys. I know some people don't give a fuck about them, but I enjoy them. And I think it's a prestigious award to have, even though artists sometimes are like, I don't need an award. My award's my art. You know what I mean? Well, those are the people that don't get the Grammys. They say that. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to end on that. Some positive news. Yeah, um, once again, Check Jason out at Jason Smith Music at Instagram. And you can check me out at Jeff London underscore on Instagram. Our our uh, link tree is up there. You can find us and you can yeah. always go to at I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. Um, thanks again. Like and subscribe. Appreciate um, all the feedback so far and all the listening. Make sure you guys keep sending in them questions and uh, we'll keep answering them. We enjoy that. You guys send them some good shit. Let's get the outro. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Pick on the pain. When the sun goes down, the music turns up. A whole new world opens up behind the velvet rope. Join us as we take you behind the scenes of the nightlife world. Jason Smith, Jeff London.